Good morning, everyone. Welcome to your D1T and 5 for the morning of Friday, May 21st, 2021. I'm Connor Newcomb, and let's get right into the biggest stories. Big East Commissioner Val Ackerman connects with Extra Points' Matt Brown on a handful of topics. On the challenges of group licensing for student-athletes, Ackerman said, quote, In college, we don't have that legally protected bargaining agent, whether that's a union or a legally recognized agent for the athletes. We don't have it. That may be an area where Congress has to get involved and establish what that association is. Our thinking was it didn't seem that the various state laws were really pressing on group licenses. Their focus was on individual licenses. Ackerman also touches on the equity review of the men's and women's NCAA basketball tournaments, goes through her three-question framework, but also notes, quote, I don't think the NCAA is getting enough credit for pulling these two events off, frankly, in a COVID environment. Vanderbilt AD Candace Story Lee on her first year leading the Commodore said, quote, I feel like this year represents us being proud of who we've been in the areas we've been successful, but making some changes in the areas where we need to grow. I hope that it signaled that things are different here. On the personnel front, Lee said, quote, I didn't implement every single change I wanted to because you can't do everything at once, not if you want things to be successful. So I was really deliberate about doing the things that I felt like were absolutely necessary and necessary now. The Q&A with the Tennessean also includes thoughts on her women's basketball change as well as expectations for football and men's basketball. Quote, every program has to be judged on its own merit. There are no identical programs here. In NIL news, USA Today's Steve Berkowitz reports, quote, the bill that would move up the effective date of the California College Athlete NIL law to January 1st of 2022 was unanimously approved in a Senate committee today and now goes to the floor. And out of bounds as Andy Wittry gets a statement from CLC on a potential conflict of interest if it's selected as the TPA. Quote, we have no concerns at all, and there is no conflict of interest with us serving as the NCAA's TPA or our Compass NIL platform providing disclosure, education, and monitoring institutions. We are not a marketplace for student-athletes to do deals, nor will we represent student-athletes. There are plenty of other companies out there looking to connect student-athletes to NIL deals, businesses, or to make money off building athlete brands. That's not us. Our focus is serving as the unbiased infrastructure for disclosing and tracking deals, as well as providing education to student-athletes and other stakeholders on critical topics related to the legal, compliance, and best practices of NIL to help ensure student-athletes and institutions remain compliant and student-athletes remain eligible while maximizing their NIL opportunities. Additionally, our Compass NIL platform will be managed as a separate business unit, complete with its own customer service reps and staff focused on serving the needs of the athletic departments and student-athletes in the NIL landscape that will use Compass. Eastern Washington Interim President David May today will give his recommendation on whether EWU should remain in Division I or move to D2 or D3. The EWU Board of Trustees will make the final decision on the university's next steps in June. And Fresno State will drop the interim title and announce Saul Jimenez Sandoval as the next president of the school. He has been serving as interim since October. Texas Tech announces plans for a new $12.5 million baseball team facility at Dan Law Field at Rip Griffin Park. The renovation will double the existing square footage and give the Red Raiders a, quote, first-class locker room, dedicated team lounge, and an enlarged indoor training facility. Construction will begin once fundraising is complete, and there has been $8 million raised so far. 
The Arizona Daily Star's Greg Hansen lauds the NCAA softball selection committee in his efforts to show the rise of the SEC in the sport. Writing, quote, the more you research the metrics and analytics of college softball, the more it gives the selection committee members from Stony Brook and North Dakota State credence. It shows how the SEC has not only caught Pac-12 softball, but taken command. While several Pac-12 coaches griped about the bracket, Hansen offered these stats, quote, in the 1990s, the Pac-12 had 24 berths in the Women's College World Series. The SEC had one. In the 2000s, the Pac-12 had 35 berths in the Women's College World Series, the SEC 15. In the 2010s, the Pac-12 had 25 berths, the SEC 28. More telling is the Pac-12's drop in national championships. It won 17 of 20 possible titles from 1990 to 2009. Since then, three. Hansen adds, quote, Upon further inspection, Washington has no one to blame but itself for being the 16th overall seed. That's your D1T and 5 for the morning of Friday, May 21st. I'm Connor Newcomb, reminding you to join us back here this evening.